Hey, it's really good to be back with you, and uh, we want to thank you for being with us. We pray this uh, being this online service is a blessing to you. It has been, and, and even may continue to be so. We're at Philippians 4.8. Uh, we're using this during Lent, and remember during our Lent season, we're fasting and we're praying and we're uh, being generous and expressing generosity to other people. Uh, today, we're handling whatever is lovely. Let me read this whole passage to you. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, that's today's topic. Whatever is commendable, uh, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell, think, and dwell on these things. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today so plain a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me, to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, <clears throat> I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then uh, you will remind me from everybody listening or watching um, that you see all of us, but you see me differently because I'm a teacher of your word and I'm under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray and his name that I preach. Amen. Today is whatever is lovely, and the command of Paul here in chapter four is to think and dwell on these things, and then today, what whatever things are lovely. The word lovely in the Greek language of the New Testament is only used here, nowhere else. So, so there's not a comparative, uh, there's not a comparative situation here that I could give with other verses, only used here. But the picture that it gives us is it's calling love forward or it's calling love out. Like you can be in any situation, but uh, how do you call love out of that situation? How can you do that? Uh, and it's, it's saying that you, uh, Paul says, to think and dwell on those things that call love forward or call love out of. And of all the things that we can focus on today, the challenge is I choose to think on and dwell on things that are lovely. Um, this word also means things that are pleasing or things that are attractive to you. Uh, like, for example, my Julie loves the beach, loves the beach. Uh, anything as far as a restful place, a place of solace, it would be a beach. For me, it's the woods or the mountains. Uh, personally, uh, an early morning deer stand is attractive to me. Watching the sun come up, listening and watching the woods wake up watching nature happen. Uh, it could be uh, early morning gobbles. Uh, turkey season is getting ready to start here in April. And I, I love to hear my very first gobble of the season uh, from a distant gobbler. I love to be able to see that. It could be a picture of a sunrise from a duck blind or watching the sun just come up and, and just light up the decoy spread in front of you. Those I like to think on those things. I like to be in those places because of actually what it does for me. It's pleasing to me. It's attractive to me. Uh, I, I will be honest with you. There are a lot of times when I finish preaching a funeral and uh, we pastors grieve too, even though we may be leading, we're still grieving and uh, we're ministering to people who are going through grief and suffering grief a lot of times I'll just go out in the county and drive and just drive a county road and, and just look at nature, 
look at farms, maybe see a flock of birds out there, turkeys out there. Just I go to get away from it to think on those things. Uh, when, it, when it comes to us, I'm talking about thinking on things there, but when it comes to me and you personally as people, uh, when we deal with this word lovely, uh, the picture is here and the word usage is you are to be a welcome fragrance to other people. So we can think on things that are lovely, but then when it comes to us as people, as we interact in our relationships with people, you should live your life as if you are a welcome fragrance uh, to everybody else and to others. So there's this sense of whatever the situation is, call out the lovely out of it. Uh, maybe it'll help you say, find the blessing in it. Find the blessing in it, the lovely in it. And then not only that, but you go and be that to other people. There's a picture here of paying it forward. Some of you like to go to coffee houses and coffee shops, and there'll be a board when you walk in where I may have uh, bought a, uh, a coffee for somebody that has a birthday in the month of July, which is my birthday month. And uh, they're able to prove that, and they can use that. They can use that coupon and go on and get their free coffee because I pay. I've already paid for it. I've paid for it, and that's the picture here of lovely. I'm calling it out. We're calling the lovely out. We're paying the lovely forward, and not only are we paying the lovely forward, we we ourselves are lovely to other people. We're that welcome fragrance that uh, Paul is mentioning and giving the picture of here. So whatever is lovely is really whatever is love-inspiring. Whatever is love-inspiring. Love. Today I was, I was at a doctor's office in, I, uh, in Lexington, and I've been to a lot of doctor's offices since September of last year, a bunch. And now um, I don't have to go back to this particular doctor for another year, so that's a good thing. Uh, but I was sitting near the check-in area, the check-in window, and man, people were just giving this lady that worked that window, young lady, they're just hateful with her. I mean, they were, it, we're, we're living in a time now where people are just mad and angry. I pray you're not one of those people, but a lot of people are. And I, I know they're just taking it out on her. Um, when I got done with my visit, uh, the initial nurse that handled me, I said, can you give that young lady a message from me that she does her job very well, and I'm sorry that she has to put up with that. And then she did that, and then I was able to go ahead and do that myself when I was checking out. I wanted to call out the lovely. I wanted to call out the lovely in her. She was professional, only doing her job. She was going by office policy, and it was a difficult. It was difficult. People were giving her difficulty and. I just want to tell you, you did a good job. You know, call, calling love out awakens love. It's, an, it's a love awakening, and you're able to call out the lovely in a situation. You're able to be the lovely in a situation, and you're able to pay lovely forward is the picture that is given here. <clears throat> As we deal with Philippians 4, which is where we are in, in our Lent season, remember we're fasting and we're praying and we're, we're expressing our generosity and practicing that to other people. Paul said you get the peace of God in two ways. One is prayer. Don't worry about anything, but pray. That's Philippians 4. 
commune with the Father, spend time with him. And it says the and, and the, the peace of Christ will guard your heart and your mind. And then that's one way, praying in communion with the Father. The second way is Paul says here in this verse that we handle today, think and dwell on these things. Whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy, dwell or think on these things. And it says the peace of God will be with you. So the two ways that we experience peace of God and with God is praying and dwelling and thinking on these things. <clears throat> it's the picture here that your heart and your mind are working together on this peace effort. Uh, I'm, I'm giving what I need to give to the Father, and then, then I'm thinking on the things that the Father wants me to think on. And it says the peace of God will guard your heart and mind, and then the peace of God will be with you. But what's the problem here? That sounds wonderful. And it is wonderful. And it is for us to experience. That's not written as a feel-good piece. That is written as something for me and you to do. So what is the problem? Here's the problem. I'm going to be preacher uh, that's, uh, that's going to be preaching today uh, and bringing up frustrations of 34 years of ministry. The problem, people don't pray. Don't go thinking about somebody else. You just answered on, this side of the, on your side of the lens today. People don't pray. Uh, you, you can't be a Christian and not participate in the practice and the act of prayer. I mean, I want to spend time with the Father. I don't want to run from him. I want to run to him. And part of the problem is we don't pray. We don't seek the Father. And then the other is people don't think on these things uh, that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy. They don't think about these things. For example, we're hitting the one-year anniversary of the shutdown. Uh, this time last year, things were beginning to shut down. I'm not going to say we're celebrating it because I'm not going to use the word celebrate because that's not what we're doing but we are at a one year anniversary of this. And uh, it's, uh, but nonetheless, it's still been one year. And um, I hope and pray that you have prayed and dwelt on the things of God uh, because that's what's gonna bring peace to us. No one signed up for this. I certainly didn't. I've had to lead in ways I don't like to lead. I don't know that any of us like to lead, but we had to do it to the best of our abilities. Uh, some of our leadership is open for criticism, as anybody's is at any time of our life. But what is the Lord doing? How is he leading us through? How is he doing that? Uh, I, uh, I, I pray that you've looked back on this year and uh, you realize that uh, you can find the lovely in it. Now, don't get mad at me, okay? But how has God led you? What has God done in this situation? recently had a discussion with some parents and they were discussing their children uh, being mainly virtual school, um, you know, for this last year. And then there's the summertime and there's the restrictions and then there's all that. And uh, I, I didn't hear these parents complain to me. And uh, I said to them, why are you not complaining to me? I don't hear any complaint. And they said, listen, uh, we know that our children are soon to be out of the nest, so to speak, on to college and life and trade school or whatever. And uh, 
They said, we were able to look back and see that we had them. We were able to spend time with them and not take any of that time for granted. They were able, do they want to repeat that? Not necessarily, not the pandemic, not the sickness, not the death, not all the confusion. No, but they saw blessing in it of being time together and they took advantage of it. Uh, I, I can remember an ice storm back in 2003. I know we just finished one, but we uh, we were out of power for over a week. And I had the camp stove out. You know, I'm Mr. Outdoor Guy, so to speak. And uh, I uh, we, we were able to use a backpack shower and heat up the water and take hot showers. We were able to cook on the camp stove, make coffee on it. Uh, I had generators going and everything for us at nighttime. We played board games. The kids still remember that. I mean, my kids are 30 and 36 years old, and they still they still remember those times of being together. Um, look for the lovely in a situation. Look for it. And then also try to be that. When Paul wrote uh, Philippians 4, he was in jail, and he's telling me and you to think of the lovely. Now, you think about that for a moment. I don't know that we would want to think about the lovely while we're in jail. But the picture here is he wrote that for such a time as this, a pandemic year and then an anniversary of it. And uh, I just want to tell you, call out the lovely. That's what we're called to as Christians. Be the lovely and pay the lovely forward no matter what's going on. You become that. So the intention here is this. Think, think, if you think on these things, you will do them. If you think on these things, you will do them. James says, be doers of the word. It's about doing. Uh, Philippians 4, 9, Paul said, do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the peace of God will be in you. Do you hear the doing here? Look at John 13, 15. These are the words of Jesus. For I have given you an example that you also should Say it with me, do just as I have done for you. Two verses down, John 13, 17. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. If you do them. Sometimes it's the thinking is supposed to induce or propel the doing is the whole intention that comes here. Uh, you're, in, you're intended to notice the lovely but you're also intended to be the lovely, to become that to other people, even if you only know them for just a few moments of life. Your life is to be love-inspired, and your life is to be love-inspiring. I want you to know that I have dedicated my life and my academic career uh, to handling what's referred to as lies and truth. We know lies come from the enemy, uh, we know truth uh, comes from the Lord, and truth is a person, not just the thought, philosophy, or concept, but a person. Jesus says, I am truth. And I spent my life studying this, where lies lead to a life that is led by negative emotions, fear, doubt, worry, all those things. And then the truth is a life that is led by freedom and uh, living and thinking and doing whatever things are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, uh, excellent, that are praiseworthy. And then in Galatians 5, 
when it comes to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, uh, living this way with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and then self-control. I spent my life studying how the living in the freedom of truth produces Philippians 4, 8 and Galatians 4, 22 and 23. Uh, and I want to I want to give you a, a quote from a guy named Matthew Harmon. I think that fits perfectly here. He says the the Christian cherishes what God cherishes. The Christian cherishes will cherish what God cherishes as well. And here here look look be a leader here, will you? Be a leader. Be a follower of Christ, but become a leader. There's not a lot of lovely that people do. People are mad, they're angry, they're, they're impatient. Um, be able to pull the lovely out of a situation. Become the lovely. Become the lovely in who the Lord is, you and living in and through you. And not only that, pay the lovely, pay the lovely for them. The, the intention is right thinking lives to right living lives to the right kind of influence. That becomes the teaching here. I mean, let me, let me I, I bring my life out a lot. Number one, it's an easy illustration. Uh, I don't have to ask myself permission to do it. I can already go ahead and use it. Number two, I, I just want you to know that I have to deal with things that I preach to you that you have to deal with. And I, I never want you once to think that I don't really apply in my life what I'm asking you to apply in your life. But uh, during the pandemic, um, I've been watching Gunsmoke a lot. Okay? Gunsmoke. I, I, I go to an old channel, and I'm watching Matt Dillon and Chester and Festus, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. You know, and man, what, how times have changed when it even comes to TV. And I even saw the first episode the other night, season one, episode one, where John Wayne introduces the show, uh, this new show called Gunsmoke. And it goes for, it went for 20 years. Do you realize that? It was on TV for 20 years. And uh, I've just got to watching it. Uh, and one of the reasons I did is because my dad and me used to watch that show together. And uh, uh, it, it reminds me of a, of a simpler time in my life, a young boy. And my dad and me would watch it. And you know, then you had to watch it when it was on. You didn't DVR it. You didn't VCR it. You didn't tape it. Uh, you didn't do all that that you do today. But um, I can remember watching it together as a family. Uh, and and, and the, the, just the beauty of all that. Now, I've also been watching a show called Branded with Chuck Connors. He's the guy with the Rifleman, you know. I've been watching the Rifleman. It's just all these old Westerns. All of a sudden, I'm watching them again. But it takes me back uh, to a time. Andy Griffith, I'm always watching Andy Griffith, right? I mean, Andy Griffith, the biggest issue is uh, Barney and his, his bullet in his pocket, Otis having a snoot fool, and so-and-so down the road having her bursitis come back up, you know? And just a simpler time. But I used to watch that with my family, too. Um, you're thinking, what does this have to do with lovely? When I go back to those times, I get to thinking, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit the info button on the remote to see what year it is. And it even tells you the date, the month, and the year. And I'll go, well, what was I doing then? 
When I'm watching that episode of Gunsmoke, I realize what year it is. What was I doing then? And then it switches from Gunsmoke and family time to how faithful God has been to me. How God has ordered my steps and God has taken care of me happens with every episode. And I know when they made Gunsmoke, they didn't have, they didn't have the intent that this was going to bless Jeff Eaton's life and his walk with the Lord. But when I started when I'm watching it, I look at the date, how old was I, where did we live at the time, and then it just stops focusing on the TV show and it goes to where God, God has been good to me. And I'm telling you, I can watch Gunsmoke and pull out the lovely. Do you hear that? I know that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Uh, same thing with Andy Griffith. Uh, Memorial Day it was a big day for Julie's family. It's the only day that me, Mom, and Papa all closed the store other than Sundays. And we would go to Greensburg, Green County, and be with Julie's grandparents and family members. And we ate. Man, did we eat. We played golf every Memorial Day. I'm going, man, I'd like to go back to that. Why is a simpler time? How, old, how long did we do it? We did it for a number of years, precious family time. And then it just makes me realize how God has been so good to me and he has ordered my steps and he's led me through. I could go back to Memorial Day and family time and pull out the lovely. You hear me? I pull out the lovely and I'm able to be able to see you you be you you pull the lovely out of situations you become the lovely to other people you become a welcome fragrance to them and you think on these things and then Jesus and Paul and even James says do these things you want to be a difference in this world there's not a lot of people acting lovely looking for the lovely or paying the lovely forward you become that and you're going to make an incredible difference in the life of, uh, of other people. Incredible difference. Whatever is lovely, you pull it out of the situation, you become it and you pay it forward and you do that. And uh, blessings upon you for that. So live it, live the lovely and also uh, notice the lovely actions of other people and uh, tell them about it. And we're thankful that you're with us today. Have a great Lent season. Even on the Lent season, I can look at the lovely, at what he has done for me in his sacrifice and how he paid my price and how he beat death and he's raised from the dead. And I give, I, I do celebrate his cross and his resurrection for what it's done for all of us. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You be the lovely, look for the lovely, call forward the lovely, pass it on. And we say to each other, I love you. And then grace and peace.